Welcome, this is Love in the Air, and my name is Johannes Rampanen. This is a podcast where I sit down with people and talk about love. In this episode, we're meeting with Alan Graham in Austin, Texas. This is a talk that has been laying on my hard drive for quite a while. <laughs> Somehow I, I feel to say sorry for for not getting out this getting this out earlier. I wanted to do quite a lot of editing on, on this and kind of felt insecure about the technicalities. Really it's not anything else than just putting some sound clips together. So this was recorded in, in August 2016. I was attending the biannual Creative Morning Summit. So it's it's this event where Creative Morning hosts from all cities or all around the globe meet and and this was actually the Creative Mornings talk in Austin. Or we ended we ended this summit with this talk. So this is Alan Graham. He's a man behind amazing RV park, as he calls it, RV park on steroids. An amazing place with the core function to take homeless people off the streets and helping them getting on their feet again. Mm, of course, when I heard this and, and after hearing hearing the talk, I was immediately like, okay, I need to make a love podcast with this guy. So we actually managed to arrange a meeting discussion for for the very very same evening. I was kind of leaving also the second the, the day after. And in Creative Mornings in, in Austin, they always start with a live music act. And and this was also really strong and, and emotional. It's there was Charlie Pierce performing uh, with the song with uh, Only Love Can Save Us. And after after I also went to Charlie and asked if, if, it, if it would be okay to to use the song also in the podcast and, and, and he said yes. So here's an edited version that's gonna, gonna run here before the talk. But still a few words. Go check out the, the, the show notes. There's a link to Alan's Creative Mornings performance. I've also put up some, some photos from the RV park, it's it's really amazing. Uh, it's it's you can you can find them on the One Quart Magazine website and on my Tumblr. But now, here's the song from Charlie Pierce, and then after that, my talk with Alan. Enjoy. Is nothing left as sacred as anything divine? Our kids should be off limits when folks lose their minds. And as the world is crumbling, Wish there was a 
Have you seen Alan? Uh, which one? Uh, what's his surname? The the founder? Graham. Graham, yeah. Uh, I did a couple hours ago. But okay. Not yeah. Lately. Yeah. We oh, it's one. Of, we we agreed on meeting at three o'clock uh, for for a podcast discussion. Um, oh. We tried to call him, but haven't haven't reached him. Oh. So I was just wondering, should I just try to walk around and try to find him or? What would you suggest? Probably, if you have his number, try and give him a call. Yeah, I don't have it. There's always other people have been calling. Okay. Do, could do you have? Can you give his number? Or? I don't have his number. Okay. Um, I don't think I do. No problem. Um, uh, I can ask for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your best bet might be to ask in the office right here, the brown trailer. If they could give Alan this a call, one. yes, uh, this one at the top of the hill, just past that small white car, okay, uh, where that golf cart is parked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just go in there and ask for yeah. ask if yeah. Alan, yeah. if or if they could call Alan yes, for you. Yes, I'll and, do that. Thank um, you. Thank you. Hi there. Come on. Yes. We'll uh, go over to my pad. Perfect. Sorry about my, my bad. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, great, great. Jump yeah. in the car. We'll yeah. just ride yeah, I was just trying my luck. Huh? Trying my luck. Yeah. So you, do you leave here as well? I have... Uh, I stay here about yeah. two or three nights a week. Okay. I have a yeah. home on the other side of town, but uh, we like uh, we got an event going on tonight, yeah. and you know, stayed here last night. Of course. This kid, how old is? I don't know. Uh, somebody dropped them off. Uh, five of them, and. Uh, not very old, yeah. you know, maybe eight, ten weeks. Yeah. 
maybe three months, I don't know. But we've, uh, we're keeping this one. This is Goody. Goody. Yeah. See, goodness is our, uh, yeah, yeah, serving goodness. <laughs> um, could you just briefly, like, tell me about this, as you said, trailer park with steroids? About this place? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, really pretty simple, man. People, uh, people desire to be in community. Uh, we like being around people. Uh, we like being engaged. We like uh, uh, we like being involved in like-minded uh, things. It's one of the reasons that you probably fly across the world to come over here to be a part of uh, creative mornings. Yes. Uh, there's something about that that attracts you, and then you get around other people that, uh, for this couple of days, uh, you know, there's there's a like-minded attraction uh, to that. But there's some people in our society that are that are pushed to the fringe, mm -hmm. and, and perhaps even outside. The fringe of our society. We don't welcome them in. The way that I describe it the best from my uh, spiritual background is uh, there's a mosaic that is being created that I call the mosaic of the body of Christ. You can apply this to any uh, faith uh, tradition that you want. But it's this beautiful image, this mosaic, and there are these tiles in the mosaic. You're one of the tiles. I'm one of the tiles. Everybody represents the tile of the mosaic of the body of Christ. We, we have be become accustomed, uh, particularly in America, uh, in saying, no, you don't belong in that image. So we pull you out, smash it on the ground. Okay. Then we pull another one out because you pissed me off and we smash it on the ground. And next thing you know, we're looking at this image that is, holes. Yeah, it's just got holes everywhere, and it's incomplete. And it doesn't even look yeah. look right. And uh, but when the image is all there, that's when the perfection uh, begins to happen. Like I have a theory. Yeah. I believe in God. I believe that God uh, created us. I believe that God created us in him, his image. And I don't believe that God has ever created anything imperfectly. Everything's perfect. You're perfect, I'm perfect. But our perfection only manifests when we come into this mosaic. Alone and by ourselves, uh, the goodness of who we are uh, can never uh, rise up. It can never uh, manifest until we begin to uh, to come together and, and to brainstorm. And I think that this community and this village is a reflection of that. It's that nourishment, the allowing people to come in and nourish uh, the vision, the mustard seed of the vision that uh, w was placed out here. Go buy an RV, just like yeah. those right over there. Lift one person up off the streets. It all started that way and then here we are today and yeah, yeah, it's, what's it's, it's, it's maybe one of the most incredible things we've seen yeah is there something similar 
I mean, for me, this is completely un un unlikely. I haven't, I haven't seen anything like this before. Experience also just walking here around, like it's, it's really, it's emotional, really. Yeah. Empowering and really strong. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a model you, you saw somewhere, as you said, like or earlier also that like the idea of a trailer park. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing new. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but kind of how, how you ended up creating this structure of, of, of helping others uh, yeah. and creating, creating a platform for others to, to strive. Yeah. And, and what's also powerful about it is I would bet that almost everybody that was here today said to themselves, I, I would live here. Yeah. Whereas most places that are built for people who live in poverty, that's yeah, great. Thank you for doing that, but I, I'm not going to live there. Mm -hmm. But you, you would live here. And there are people that live here that, uh, I mean, I'm here. Yeah. I could be anywhere, but I'm here. And there are other people that are here that could be uh, somewhere else, but they choose to be here because this is a wonderful place of community. Yeah, it's quite different from this NIMBY, NIMBY attitude. Yeah. Yeah, where were you from? Finland? Finland, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. do we have NIMBY in Finland? Yeah, we have, we have. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, there's a lot of discussions now with, with the immigrants. There's yeah, we should be taking much more, but there's a lot of there's a lot of NIMBY going on. Yeah, yeah. Regarding the uh, the Muslim immigrants that are coming in from like Syria or what? Yeah. yeah, immigrants in general. Yeah, like yeah. So it's not just uh, us that are having the conversation <laughs> on immigrants here. No, yeah, no. yeah. So I mean, that's yeah. uh, look. The kingdom of God has no borders. You know. Can you tell me something about your 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 spirit, spiritual background, like upbringing, is this something that's been in in, in the family? Yeah, well, um, as I said this morning, my mom was uh, me mentally yeah. mentally ill, and uh, at some point in time, uh, when I was about four or five years old, uh, and after my dad had left us. Uh, she converted to Roman Catholicism. And I was told later on by one of my older brothers, because when you're four or five, you don't have the same kind of memories that somebody would have when they're seven or eight no, years old. And uh, my oldest brother uh, recalled that my mom had a, uh, had a vision in our backyard and a saint had come to her and told her to, go find refuge in the church. And um, that's what she did. And she drugged me and my brothers along that route. And, uh, and I began to be raised as a, as a Roman Catholic. But by the time I became a, you know, a teenager, 13, 14, 15 years old, I didn't, I didn't care. And then as a young adult, you know, uh, I've got my relationship mm. with God. It's, you know, I don't need church. Exactly. Um, but then when Trish and I were going to get married, and and we met in 1980 and then got married in 1984, uh, she was Roman Catholic as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was, we were, we were going to be married in the church or not married at all. Uh, 
And, uh, and then when our kids started uh, coming around, I, um, uh, Trisha started taking them back to Mass. And I remember one Sunday morning watching her walk out the door. Uh, and I felt like the train was leaving the station. And then I knew that if I wanted to be a part of that movement, I needed to get my car uh, in line with them. Uh, and so I started intellectually studying uh, the traditions of the church and became enamored intellectually with Jesus. And I began to, to buy into things that you can't prove. Uh, the Trinity, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, the virgin birth, uh, the incarnation. Um, some of the, you know, that God would send his son to live as man and then be, hang on a cross. You know, and at some point you, you can't comprehend these things unless you uh, move into this place of belief, of faith. And, and that's where you have to go because I can't, can't prove this. Um, I can just prove it through faith. And so, you know, I studied Protestantism. I church, studied the early church fathers. I wanted to know about the destruction of the church and the Reformation and all of the stuff that has, the wars and all of the stuff that, makes up who we are as Christian humans. I wanted to understand. And, uh, but then in 1996, 20 years ago, October, I went on a men's retreat where had I known that men were going to hold hands with men and then hug it out, I'd have never gone to that deal. But it turned into exactly that. You know, men's holding hands, praying, uh, sharing, uh, being transparent with each other. It was very powerful and all of a sudden just bam, uh, this intellectual stuff that I had going on up here just dropped right here. And that's when I began to just say yes. From head to heart. Yeah, from head to heart. That's exactly right. And, uh, and, and when you move into this place where you're just saying yes, uh, it allows God to navigate you through life as opposed to you navigating yourself allowing god to navigate and suddenly you you find yourself in a in a whole different different place what could you say what kind of things changed in your life after that like well i was uh, i was a uh, a moderately successful real estate developer yeah uh, at the time uh uh, one of the companies that I founded that I sold as a result of this, uh, my partner's a multi-multi-millionaire uh, today as a result of that. Uh, and I'm grateful uh, for him. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but that that changed, uh, you know, economically, yeah, my, it's a my direction. Profound yeah. change. Yeah, profound. And uh, But I wouldn't trade anything uh, for what I'm doing today. Uh, I tell people all the time if there was a Fortune 500 of the happiest people on the planet, I'd be number one. So that's how I feel. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of something that's always so... I mean, happiness, it's... You can't measure that with, like, 
the numbers on your bank account. <laughs> no, 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 no. So there's no. Uh, there's actually been some extensive studies on wealth. Hmm. Uh, does money make you happier? And those studies have shown that there's in in the upward movement of wealth that there's one time that there's a measurable increase in happiness. And that's when you move from being in poverty to being just outside of poverty, hmm. where, you, where you can cover the basic needs in exactly. life, food, shelter, you know, these things. Above that, there's no, there's no increase in happiness. Money doesn't do it. How did you, how did you come about? Could you just tell a brief the story about how you came about, kind of the first families you ended up helping? Uh, the first person that we lifted yeah. up off the streets. Yeah. Um, there was another friend of mine uh, that works in the the homeless space. Uh, his name is uh, Richard Troxel. He runs uh, founded a an organization called House of the Homeless. So I got to know him uh, pretty well. One of his big things was helping people uh, that are on the street <clears throat> uh, get their disability benefits that would help them stabilize their income that could allow them to get into housing. Exactly. That's usually, at least what I see in, in back home, that, that there are, we have a lot of, we have a good social healthcare system, but then there's a lot of people that they aren't able to apply for them. They don't have the capacity yeah, yeah. To apply for them, and there's a lot of yeah, a lot of things that they just so, they just fall into cracks. Yeah, and so we have we have all that yeah. as well. We have lots of resources here. Exactly. Uh, we're we're a, I mean the country. I mean, everybody tries to. Well, we need to be more like Europe, but maybe not. Maybe mm. we're actually maybe one of the most generous countries in the world. I mean, we. Uh, really take care of an awful lot of people, not only locally, but globally. Um, but I, I went to him and said, look, I've, I've bought this RV. I want to lift somebody up off the ground. And so we worked together and lifted uh, a friend of ours, Sam. Uh, yeah. That was, that was it. When, when was this? Uh, he moved in on March 1st, 2005. This is fine. And how did it go forward from, from that? Well, uh, I believe that Sam is uh, autistic. I think on the spectrum, he's Asperger's. Yeah. Uh, that's my diagnosis, no formal diagnosis. Uh, he's very awkward socially, which is typical of uh, Asperger's. The guy is uh, a gifted photographer. And, uh, and so him settling, coming up off the streets and settling uh, into an environment allowed him to explore his photographic gifts. How old was he? Uh, probably 20, I would say 24, yeah. 25 at the time. He's 36 now, maybe, yeah. 35, 36. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, and, you know, he, you know, began to sell uh, his photographs and 
make money in. Uh, this is a guy that would get on his bicycle and ride to Big Bend, which is 500 miles from here, in order to be in the darkest place in Texas to uh, film, uh, you know, comets and meteors and and grab beautiful images, you know, of the night sky and stuff like that. Yeah, dies unbelievable. So, yeah, pretty great. Was it? Yeah, what happened after that? I mean, was it when 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 did the idea of of this trailer park kind of? Well, uh, as a as a as a real estate entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur yeah. in general, when you get an idea, exactly, most entrepreneurs immediately yeah go <laughs> universal on the deal, and so I'm. That's how I am. Yeah. I take something little and I go, God, wow. And uh, I was pretty quick on the idea uh, that we could build, we could develop an RV park. I'm a real estate developer. This RV thing's a great idea. Let's develop a an RV park. Uh, but all along, you know, we did the first RV, and then I did a second, a third, a fifth, a fiftieth. Yeah. You know. But all along, planning uh, for where we are uh, ultimately today. Had some roadblocks, uh, you know, along the way. That's part of the process. <laughs> part of the process. A um, lot of NIMBY, mm. you know, along the way. But if you're persistent and you're dedicated, uh, you'll ultimately uh, get where you're... When, when, did this, when, did, when did you get this property? Uh, we closed on this property in uh, August of 2012. Okay. So that was like... A little over four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like six, what, six seven years since, since, since Sam? <laughs> uh, Sam was uh, uh, 2005. Yeah. I was trying to work with the city of Austin yeah. uh, for five years. Uh, up until 2010, decided to stop that yeah. and go find our own uh, tract of land. Exactly. And that's when uh, things began to begin to accelerate. Yeah. And that's also one thing I find really enc encouraging and, and kind of you're kind of a, a schoolbook example of of how one is able to use kind of the talent and the energy. <laughs> For, for different things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, and, and, and it's, it's really beautiful. Like, for me, kind of um, being here and seeing kind of what's happening here, it's, it's, it's kind of a, manifest a manifestation of, of love. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and that you, you're able, like everybody of us has that choice. Like, how, how, do, we, how do we use our capacity? How yeah. do we use, what do, what do we do with our lives? Uh, what do we do with our our dates? Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's kind of that's something I find really yeah beautiful, and and that's also inspiring to see that for example the talk you had today, like how by 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 doing things like do, by doing things from your heart, it sets an example, and that 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 plants a, a seed. <laughs> yeah, well, people are attracted to vision, and they're attracted to passion. Yeah. 
And, uh, and if you have vision uh, that people can buy into, which we have, mm-hmm. uh, and then you passionately uh, are out there. And I mean, not only do I have a tremendous amount of passion, but the whole organization is, is, is passionate. Yeah. And I think they feed off of, uh, you know, my passion, but they have their passion. If you don't have it, people aren't going to, you know, sometimes people will just come up underneath you just because they want to come up underneath mm-hmm. somebody that's got passion. You ever watch Shark Tank on yes. TV? <clears throat> One of the things that will kill you on Shark Tank is if you still have a job mm-hmm. while you're, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that they will rip your ass in two. <laughs> hey, look, man, yeah. you know, you well, well, yeah. Look, what are you trying here? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And so uh, that's a that's a bad sign to go on to Shark Tank. And that's how people see. They don't want to see you doing this part-time. They want to see you doing this all the time. Yeah, all in. All in. And when they do that, they want to come up underneath uh, that deal, no matter what, what it is. You know, there's a, a, a jillion ideas in the world. But there are very few people, you know, there's a phrase out there that, you know, dream dreams and then pay the price to see them come true. You know, and there are a lot of dreamers uh, in the world, but there are not very many finishers. Mm-hmm. And people want to be around finishers, not dreamers. Yeah, you know? it, it, the, the energy is quite different. I mean, from really like really putting things in place <laughs> yeah and, and and taking that risk I mean because you really have have to be able to to handle the uncertainty yeah and, and kind of to be able to to get boiled <laughs> yeah because it's it's gonna get hot and it's yeah. gonna get difficult and it's that's kind of that's just the way it is <laughs> yeah that's just the way it is yeah yeah and that's part of it uh, you know, it's never about the destination. It's always about the journey. Yeah. And um, I, I would rather slog through a difficult journey uh, because that's, you know, that's where all the formation occurs. Life is just not, is not and should not be easy. Mm. I agree. <laughs> and, yeah. And that's something also I, I, I come to learn and find. And one thought I've been playing playing with lately is also that um, the struggle is my teacher and that there's, there's a lot of beauty in, in kind of yeah. embracing embracing the journey and, yeah. and embracing the things that comes across my, my, my path. Yeah. And kind of when... When you take that approach, you start to see a lot of beauty. Yeah, <laughs> you you see beauty in, in the difficult things. You see beauty in, in 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 things you otherwise wouldn't see beauty in. If you if you would, would be just interested in in flying high and like yeah like like going 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 yeah. going going fast on the highway. Yeah. Hmm. So that's also one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast. Yeah, great. <laughs> to in a way to to explore explore this, these thoughts. Um, one of the core, core questions I have is, is 
um, what is love? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what comes to your mind from from the word? Yeah. Well, uh, English has royally screwed up the word uh, love, and so uh, when I was looking up on the internet here, uh, where the where the four loves. Uh, in C.S. Lewis's The Four Loves, and um, and in Greek, there are uh, I can't remember the fourth one, but there's filial love, which is brotherly love. <clears throat> there's agape love which is the God love. And then there's the Eros love, uh, which we fuck up into erotic love, but it really means intimate love. And then there's a fourth love, and I can't think of the uh, term uh, right now. And, uh, I can't remember either. Yeah, Storge. Uh, it's like, through the fondness or familiarity, so there's, uh, yeah, storge. Filio is the friend bond. Uh, eros is the erotic bond, but not meant in the porn way. And agape is the unconditional uh, God love. And I think it's important uh, to explore love through that mm -hmm. Greek language because uh, they understood uh, uh, the differences between that but in English, we only have love, love, and then that gets transcended into lots of stuff that really doesn't. Yeah, that's that's one important thing. Like, do you want to answer? No, it's, yeah, hang on a second. What time you want me to pick you up, and what kind of coffee would you like from Starbucks? Yeah, would eight o'clock be good? Yeah. Just to give us. Just to make sure. Yeah, just to make sure. So uh, yeah, totally. okay. And I'll uh, what I'll do is uh, I'll hit the Starbucks, grab our Starbucks, and when I'm done, I'll call you and tell you that I'm about to pull pull in front of your building there. So. Perfect. Okay. And what would that Starbucks request be? Would love a tall americano with extra cream. A with half and half. Okay, okay. Tall Americano, extra cream. Totally. You got it. Sounds magical. Okay. We're gonna have we're gonna have fun tomorrow. I'll see you at eight o'clock. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. They really kind of to define terms like like to to define what we're actually talking about. <laughs> so that's. I noticed I'm, I'm, well, uh, I'm, more, I'm more interested in the idea of, of love as a source of life, of love as something. Really well, um, you know, I think my wife taught me uh, beautifully, uh, you know, many, many, many years ago uh, that love is a verb. Mm, yes. It's, it's, it's not an adjective. Mm -hmm. And she says, uh, love is an action not a feeling, okay?
but we take love to be yeah. this feeling. Uh, but in reality, it's a it's it's an action. What are you doing? Okay, um, and so love can be. My wife washes my clothes and exactly. does the dishes. Uh, you know, uh, love is. I'm gonna come get you on the street corner, mm -hmm. and you know, it's. And so, um, I, I think. You know, in, in, in the context of the English language, love needs to be an action. In the context of the Greek, mm. uh, we, we can begin to explore yeah. uh, those different uh, levels of love. There are some people that I'm going to have filial love with. Mm. Okay, uh, Agape love is, I'm willing to throw myself in front of a freight train in order to save your life. Don't know that I would do that for you, mm. you know. But I would do that for my children. Mm. But I wouldn't have Eros love mm. with my children. I would have Eros intimate love with my wife. Um, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so uh, the one word in English I think can only be translated, uh, in, you know, in the context of our conversation mm. into an action word. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. What are you willing to go do? And let me tell you, man, people listen with their eyes. Mm. You know, because I can tell you all kinds of stuff. You know, but what I try to tell all my friends, you know, that I ever meet them, pay no attention to this. Mm. Pay all the attention to this. You know, because if I don't see the action, I don't believe, you can tell me all day long. Yeah, but yeah. looking to talk. Yeah. That's crucial. Yeah. I mean, also the... We have enough bullshit in this world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's something I think about a lot. Like, it's, it's, it's not enough that you kind of... Okay, now, 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 now I have this idea. Now I have this thought of, of how something is. But it's, it's a daily practice. <laughs> yeah, and and it's daily decisions, and, and there's something you 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 really have to to be mindful about, and to to see and kind of really embrace. It it's it's more than just as you said. It's more than just like a feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in uh, Genesis chapter 2, did I talk, say that this morning? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, which is the foundation of all this that's out here. Just after God creates the Garden of Eden, he then takes the man, settles him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and care for it. And the culmination of everything that God wants is in the care for it component of that one single scripture sentence. He wants us settled. Hmm. He wants us working, cultivating, but he wants us to care for it. You know, and that means everything that's in it, the Garden of Eden, everything, the environment, 
the water, the trees, the animals, and, and man, which is in the Garden of Eden. So, you know. It's very simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all the environmental movement, man. I read a great book uh, called uh, Whole Earth Discipline by Stuart Brand, who's the godfather of the worldwide environmental movement here in the United okay. States. I have to look into it. Yeah. That uh, said, we need to quit worrying about the earth and start worrying about people. Mm. If we take pe care of people, the earth will be taken care of as a result of the people being taken care of. So if we get clean, potable water to the world's population with a way to dispose of their sewerage, uh, we can almost instantly clean up all the rivers and creeks and stuff that we're polluting the crap out of, but we're not taking care of people. You know, We want to go take care of the river, but if we don't take care of the people that live next to the river, what are we going to do? Yeah, shift of focus. I mean, even though you're looking at the same thing. Yeah. Well, you, you shift, shift, you shift the angle. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, I but, think it. I but, think it does. But when if you're walking with with what what do you call that? You have like blinders. Bl blinders. It's 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 difficult to see. It. So sometimes I'm, I'm I'm wondering like what it, what what is what is the tool to to open up. Or like how, or, or, or just some people? Well, not... they, get, they get locked in until they see a different way. Yeah. Like, lots of blinders on about the work that we were doing here. Yeah. Now people, the blinders are coming off. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, so that's setting setting example. Yeah. Because that's what, I, what I'm also thinking, like, okay, what... Yeah, get my cat. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I think about like like as as an individual. What what is my what is my input and what can I do in the big picture? But at the same time, it's so important to to, re to remember that, that that the small is big. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, right. And 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 even it's about planting seeds. Yeah. And 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 kind of not not forgetting that. So I really like the the analogy you made made in the morning about seed planting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the a, mustard seed, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a strong that's a strong message and, and that's and that's nothing nothing less than than than, than true. <laughs> no, stay away. Um, how did it come do you remember how it came to you kind of the the mustard seed? The mustard seed, yeah. Well, when you do something like I do, and you're at the helm of it, people begin to ascribe things to you yeah. that aren't necessarily warranted, like visionary. Mm. Okay? And um, 
are Alan's a saint, which I'm not. Yeah. Or Alan is the Mother Teresa of Austin, which I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, that's annoying, in a way. And Alan is a creative genius, which I'm not. And so, um, and I don't like being introduced as that. It's not that, you know, I'm mad about being introduced as that. Yeah, no, no. Is that I think it's important for people to understand. No, move, move. I think it's important for people to understand the full scope of this and how many people yeah. have poured into this. And so when I stand up, I'm willing to stand up as the representative of all the people that have really poured into this. And um, so the mustard seed is a is a is a biblical parable. You know, the tiniest seeds can grow into the largest of trees that will house all the birds of the air and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's really how I see uh, what we've done here yeah. is uh, this mustard seed of, a, of an idea. And, I, you know, look, I understand my role in all yeah, this. Of course. Uh, and I also want to give all glory and honor to to God and because that's where it all came from yeah. you know I'm not doing anything any more than what he wants us to do could you tell me about that kind of all those years where you have this strong feeling of this is what I have to do this is what I'm sent here to do <laughs> but but you just get wall after wall after wall after wall and it just seems difficult like what what could you tell me about that like what makes you well go for um many many years ago i mean probably uh, even before i founded mobile loaves and fishes uh, maybe 19 years ago or so I was at an event, a potluck. You know what a potluck is? Yeah. Yeah. At my church one night, and they had a a nun come in uh, to talk to us, and I was kind of head of the group. Uh, but I've been working all day, not mobile loads, my real estate deal, tired. Uh, didn't really want to be there, but had to be there. She starts talking. And it's a, it's a spiritual talk that would have been great at a retreat center at nine o'clock in the morning somewhere. But, you know, my brain is fried. I'm ready to be home. And, uh, and this is going on. And then finally she's done with her talk. And a friend of mine uh, raises his hand to ask her a question. And I thought it was one of the most profound questions uh, that one could ask. And he asked the sister, sister, how do you know what you're doing is what God wants you to do? Well, shit, that's a great question. Because mm -hmm. God just doesn't come down here and 
pop you and I an email or a text or Instagram or Facebook. Um, and I thought her answer was uh, quite wise. And at that time, she was probably in her 70s, uh, probably no longer alive uh, mm -hmm. today. Um, and she had served a number of roles over her career. Uh, you know, been the mother, you know, of the mother house. You know, she's done all these different yeah. things. And she's had successes and some not so mm. successful moments during her career. And she always knew that when she was on the right seat on the, on the bus, based upon the affirmation that she was getting from the mm. people that were around her, when the a affirmation died down to mm. almost nothing, Perhaps I'm not on the right seat or might not, not even be on the right bus. Uh, but when the affirmation is there, um, you know, that's where it's coming from. So as I'm journeying along hitting the wall in certain areas, mm -hmm. I'm being affirmed in a number of other areas yeah. where... The men and women that were lifting up off the streets are, thank you, God bless, man. The men and women that were empowering into a lifestyle of service with the homeless, our vision statement, were grateful and uh, uh, affirming uh, who we are. And then the people that weren't affirming were the, like the not my backyard yeah. uh, type people, or maybe it was the politicians that didn't have the courage to stick, you know, with us during the tough times. So it was the affirmation that we knew that we were on the right track. How can lifting somebody up off the streets be the wrong thing exactly. to do? Yeah. You know? And also about, I think it's also about what I hear. I think about listening in a way, kind of seeing what happens. Well, Around. listening to God, yeah, yeah, listening to God speaking to you through other people, yeah, that's how it works, man. Instead of just listening to to the non-believers, in I meaning like the, the city who says like, "There's no sense. This is this is bullshit. Well, this is nonsense." Uh, I think it's harder for non-believers mm. um, that don't have that uh, connection. Uh, but you know I think God speaks through non-believers as well I mean to me no, God created all of us yeah, yeah. Um, in this sense of, well, I said non-believers I meant maybe non-believers in your project yeah in the, yeah uh, yeah yeah I think I think I think God is in in all in everything Yeah. Um. Yeah. Looks like you made a friend there. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're being affirmed. <laughs> What's the name of the okay? Goody. Oh, that's what he said, yeah, Goody. Well. It's something else that comes to your mind when talking about love. What else comes to mind? Yeah, is there something? something? I think it's just really quite simple, man. It's just caring for, for other people. It's tolerating other people. It's tolerating the nuances of who we are. Willing to accept the warts. I think it all boils down to that action piece. Thank you. I thank you for being on this ride with me. I want to thank Charlie Pierce, who gave his permission to use, use the song in the podcast. And I want to thank Yuri Birinen, who is helping me with the sound work and and the sound you hear here, here now in the background is, is, is made by Yuri. And I want to thank Court Magazine. I'm really happy being part of their network. This is kind of starting a new chapter also. I was in February in New York and, and did some episodes there. And they're finally gonna, gonna air. So starting in two weeks, Sixth of, of of June on web, on Wednesday, I'm gonna air the first one of of this New York series. Happy to have you along on this ride. See you soon. Bye bye.